Hello and welcome to the Pixel Swim Podcast, episode 69. <laughs> uh, I am Steve Heinrich, your host, and this is the podcast where I take a dive into my personal journey through design and technology and where they meet, plus other tidbits I find interesting. This episode is being recorded on Wednesday, May 15th, and will be released on Thursday, May 16th, 2019. You can visit pixelswim.com for all of these show notes and social links. If you want to follow along or leave any feedback, you can find all of that there. So uh, just a quick thing is that this episode may be what I'm calling a quick dip as I'm trying to squeeze in this uh, podcast recording in between a whole bunch of stuff that I have to do this week. So I'm sorry for any sort of uh, shortness of episode. But uh, again, who knows, maybe it'll end up being long enough, but I always want to disclaimer it. But either way, Let's dive in to our weekly feedback notes and links. So I want to thank uh, everybody who left feedback this week, starting with Mike Latori, who left feedback on MiWi. He says, try uninstalling the updates for Google Maps on your LG G6 to restore performance. Even Google recommends this. And then he put a link to an article about that. He said, this helped me a lot with my Moto Z Play. Maps is still not wonderful, but definitely quicker. Also, Google Maps Go works great, and so does Here Maps. Here we go. In fact, I think there that Here We Go is great to have on every device as a backup in case you're in a low or no connectivity area. The offline navigation is fantastic, and in my experience, way better than Google Maps. So yeah, thanks, Mike, for reaching out about that. I actually did go into my G6 and uninstall the the app updates. So it kind of went back to what was on the device, I guess, before uh, all of the updates through the Play Store. And it helped immensely. So a great tip there. Uh, Something I didn't really think to do. But yeah, if you have an older device that's struggling with Google Maps, uh, it's a good idea to to try this out. Because honestly, you don't really lose a whole bunch. Plus, I don't have a bunch turned on in Google Maps as far as tracking me. So, you know, I don't know if there's any other features that I'm losing by uninstalling these updates. Probably not. Uh, Mostly I use the navigation and stuff like that. But uh, also in regards to here maps that uh, Mike brought up here, I I remember on my all my Lumia devices having here maps is uh, what they were mainly using on the the Nokia Lumia devices. And and yeah, it's good on Android too. I've tried it out in the past a little bit. I'm gonna have to go back and try it again because I know you can download offline maps for yeah, here in the States for entire states, for the entire country, other countries. Just it's a really great thing to have offline maps. And I remember actually when I, my wife and I went to London a few years ago, I think I've talked about this is we, I downloaded uh, maps onto my Windows phone device and to, to have them offline because we didn't have any sort of data service while we were over there and it worked out really well. But yeah, thanks Mike for reaching out about that. Uh, I'll put a link to the article that Mike referenced in the show notes. All right, so thanks also to Guillermo Ortiz who left feedback on the comment section on the show notes page. Uh, he was giving a review of the Huawei Watch GT, which I asked last episode if anybody had any experience with uh, smartwatches or fitness trackers. And Guillermo came back with uh, his uh, short review, honestly, here. It was a pretty good good review of the Huawei Watch GT. I'll put a link to the specs for that watch in the show notes. And if you want to head over to the comment section on the last episode, episode 68, you can read Guillermo's uh, short review of that. It sounds like a really great, great uh, smartwatch. 
Uh, he says it has between 15 and 30 days on a single charge, and it's about $170. And yeah, sounds like a good option. I'm definitely not against any sort of Huawei products, so that might be uh, kind of interesting to check out. Uh, but with that said, I've got <laughs> some other news later in the podcast here about my my smartwatch fitness tracker situation. But also thank you to uh, Rob Vanderkamp or Robin Ottawa. He is on MeWe. He direct messaged me on MeWe. And uh, he kind of gave me a list of what he looks for in a, a smartwatch or fitness tracker experience. And I'll go over that in a little bit when I get to another section here in the podcast as well. So just thank you, everybody, for reaching out and giving feedback on all of these things that very, very helpful. So it's always appreciated. All right. With all of that said, I'll go now into the LG G6 weekly report. So yeah, uh, I don't know if you, any everybody's listened to the PSC podcast this last week, but I was shocked to hear that I won the PSC weekly prize giveaway. <laughs> so that's tinyurl.com slash PS promo. Uh, if you want to give to the phone show chat podcast like I do every month. And I was shocked to hear my name called for the prize draw, which uh, there's a whole page full of stuff, uh, X-Review ex- ex- accessories, as Steve Litchfield says on there. So uh, with regards to that, how does this fit in the LG G6 Weekly Report is I picked a couple of cases for my LG G6 that, that were on that, that prize page. One is a VRS design high pro shield in black and gold for the LG G6. I'll put links to both of these cases. And the other is a ring key fusion clear TPU case. And this one is actually a little bit different than the ring key case that I got uh, originally. I think mine's the, I can't remember the name of it, but it's uh, slightly different, but kind of similar as far as having port covers. I think there's a little extra protection on the back, a little ridge on the back of this ring key fusion clear TPU case. But I guess we'll see. So those will be coming over soon. I'll report back on those. Thanks to the Phone Show Chat podcast for doing those giveaways. <laughs> like I said, I was pleasantly surprised to hear hear that during the, the podcast. I had pretty much given up on ever hearing my name on there. But that's obviously not uh, the point of giving to them. I just you know want to keep their show going, keep their keep their funds up so they can keep reviewing devices. So, and then the second thing on the LG. G6 weekly report is just a reference back to that maps, uh, Google Maps running faster on there. Thanks to Mike Latori again for that. So that uh, pretty much concludes this week's LG G6 weekly report. All right. So just a quick update on my Plex server situation. I am still on a break from ripping DVDs. So I haven't ripped <laughs> ripped one in a while. That's just kind of where I'm at right now. So Plex server is still just resting right now until I'm ready to jump back in, which will probably be in the next couple of weeks. Uh, just taking my time. Don't want to burn myself out. But yeah, so that's a quick update there. And then the biggest portion of the show for today and I kind of quickly got here as you can see (laughs) the episode's a little bit shorter now but I'm going to go over uh, my wrist tech update so basically last time I talked about looking for a smartwatch or fitness tracker for myself and I actually decided to pick up a Fitbit Inspire so this is the Inspire HR that is and this is the same one that I got for my wife and it's the basic well I don't want to say basic it's on the lower end of the Fitbit spectrum but uh, I liked the one I liked the hands-on that I had with my wife's uh, Fitbit Inspire HR it was 
kind of as far as form factor kind of what i was looking for it's more of a bracelet uh less intrusive uh it's it's just not as it's not as watch like like i said it's more like a bracelet and smaller and not so big and this kind of brings me back to rob vanderkamp's feedback that i was uh, talking about at the, the top of the episode here is he actually sent over kind of his criteria for a watch or a smart watch or a fitness tracker and after I read these, I was kind of like, yeah, that's pretty much what I want. And so all this uh, Fitbit Inspire fits all of these criteria. So it can tell the time is number one, <laughs> of course. Uh, that's a top priority for a watch because, uh, you know, it's uh, just the way things should be, at least in my mind. So, yeah, definitely got to tell the time. Uh, it should let me, he said, it should let me know at a glance which message just came in. And so basically he's talking about selected notifications and the Fitbit Inspire does that as well. Uh, it needs a heart tracker for workouts and is, it needs to track sleep patterns and it should track daily steps and activity. So, yeah, that's uh, kind of why this Fitbit Inspire HR fits all of those criteria. And I know there's a lot of options out there for this uh, that meet these criteria, a lot of cheaper options, a lot of different options, especially in the Chinese market with Xiaomi and Huawei and uh, even the Maze Fit as well. But the biggest thing for me was that I kind of wanted to get started right away. I didn't want to have to dig too much further through all of my options and wait for it to be shipped and and just I just wanted to get started this last Saturday. So I was able to pick this up locally, which is a big plus. So I could get started right away, like I was saying. And yeah, I've been overall very happy with it. I'm just using the black band out of the box. And it's just a black soft rubber band, rubber band, rubber watch band that comes with it. And it comes with a large and a small. Turns out I need the small. I guess my wrists aren't as big as I thought they were. <laughs> But I guess uh, the nice thing about it is that because it does come with a large and small in the box, you're pretty much guaranteed you're going to find the right size with it. So, uh, again, I just want to reiterate that I really liked my my wife's uh, Fitbit Inspires. And that's main, the main factor of why I decided to go pick one of these up. And I will say that after wearing it for a few days that the battery life is as advertised and I know the battery life on the Fitbit is not nearly as good as a lot of other fitness watches. You get about five days out of it and that's about accurate. So uh, overall, I've just been loving it so far. The tracking is very accurate and consistent. The app that accompanies the watch works really well. Uh, it's nice to have those basic notifications, which I've you can pick and choose what you want on the watch for notifications. And so essentially, I turned on all of the messengers that I have on my phone for I use Textra for uh, SMS and MMS. And then I have Google Hangouts turned on and Telegram. So I get basic text notifications on the watch that you can scroll through and read as they come in through the phone. So uh, the watch is, you know, constantly connected with the device. As long as you're close to it for Bluetooth purposes, you will get those notifications on the watch. So I also have it turned on for incoming calls so I can get up and walk around. I have to worry about taking my phone with me. The, the watch will vibrate and show who is calling on it. So you can't pick up or do any sort of action, actionable things with the call or even the text messages or anything else. But it's just kind of a notification, a simple notification. It's got a good little vibrating motor in there. And yeah, it's been working well so far. I did not 
uh, turn on my email notifications. To me, the email is not as important or as urgent. So I, I plus I would get a million of those a day if I turn that on. And that, yeah, that's just not going to work. Part of it is that I've been trying to look at my phone less. And I noticed that I have been since I got it, uh, which is overall uh, a huge plus. And I, I do enjoy so far while uh, tracking my heart rate just constantly to watch it come to rest as I sit and watch it you know, go up as I'm walking around and, and I've got a few days of sleep tracking as well now under in the books. So I've been wearing this thing other than to charge at the one time I've been wearing it constantly. I don't think I showered with it, but that's, uh, yeah, that that's, I, I just don't want to introduce water if I don't have to. I know it's uh, made to be okay, but uh, just not something that I'm looking to do. I mean, a shower is a few minutes. It's not a big deal. So to go along with these new Fitbit Inspires HRs that we have now too in my family, in our household here, my wife and I, uh, I actually, I was talking last time about how the, the charging cable for the, for the Fitbit Inspire is kind of not the best because the magnetic uh, pole on it isn't super strong and it's, it kind of falls off if you're not careful. You kind of have to set it up with this tiny short little like six inch wire plugged into a USB uh, charging brick uh, and you kind of have to leave it on the floor almost if you have it near an outlet unless you have some sort of extension cord or something like that. But uh, to accompany these, I actually ordered a couple of charging stands for these. These are made specifically for the Fitbit Inspire model. And basically, it makes it a, a whole bunch easier to charge them up. It's just a little stand and then the watch can rest uh, vertically on the stand or the stand is vertical. The watch rests horizontally, but it's easier to leave it on with the band and not have to worry about it falling off. So I got a couple of those coming from for my wife and I to more easily charge these babies up. So but yeah, like I said, over, overall, it's been really great so far. I'm not too impressed with the clock faces <laughs> that come with it. Uh, they're, some of them are a little bit hard to read because most of them are the hours stacked on top of the minutes in the exact same font size. And so sometimes it takes a second to read it. So I had to use... I think it's called the Tron clock face for the Inspire HR, <laughs> which actually kind of differentiates the hour and the minutes a little bit more. Uh, so yeah, it's been pretty useful overall. I think the other thing that I've done with it so far that's been useful is I set a timer for it when we were cooking this last this last weekend, putting some some biscuits in the oven and put on a timer for those on the watch. And so it just vibrates when it's done. And yeah, there's a whole bunch of other features. I'll go over these in the future, I think, as I kind of work with them a little bit more. But uh, yeah, I, overall, I would recommend this watch. Uh, if you're looking for something with a crazy battery life and more features, this is not it. Um, I kind of, like I said, my my hands-on with my wife's really kind of sold me on trying one of these out. And it's not so expensive that it's uh, you know unreasonable to use it for a little while and then maybe move on to something else. But uh, so far, I don't really see myself doing that. I might look at getting, you know, a couple other different bands for this watch bands to swap in and out uh, to, you know, for more <laughs> stylish purposes than anything else. But yeah, overall, very happy with the Fitbit. Uh, they do a very good job. Everything's pretty seamless. And yeah, just wanted to give that update and let everybody know. <laughs> uh, please don't be upset if you're you're like, oh, you idiot, you should have bought 
you know, the cheaper Amaze Fit or the Huawei or Xiaomi or something like that. Like I said, I wanted to get started and I can pick these up in about five different places within a mile of here. So it's just uh, kind of one of those things where it, it, you know, I didn't want to wait and I wanted to get started and I'm not regretting it at all right now. So I'll always have my eye out on other other fitness watches. Um, maybe for the future, I'll go to a more of a smartwatch. But uh, this is my starting point for now. So uh, if, if you still have any suggestions, I, I'm more than happy to hear them and share them uh, with other people as well uh, on the podcast here. So thank you uh, for reaching out, everybody who has so far with the ones that they've had. Keep them coming if you can. So I appreciate it as always. All right, so the last bit of notes here is just a quick mention of uh, part of the reason why I'm so busy this week is that our my work is having their annual managers meeting. So there are uh, 10 locations in my company, I think, in the U.S. here. So they all come together once a year. And I go and tag along with everybody to take photos and, and just capture the whole event. And this year, we're actually going to get headshots. I think I may have mentioned this in the past that we're taking headshots of all the managers, like, quote unquote, professional headshots, <laughs> you know, essentially the the well lit, uh, well lit headshots, uh, consistent headshots, because we don't have those for everybody. So we're planning on doing that this year. So uh, I've been practicing a bit with that Canon T6i that we got for work, uh, just trying trying out the the aperture mode, uh, trying to get the everything, uh, figure out how everything works with that, and I've been pretty successful in, in getting some good shots out of that camera. Now I'm learning more and more as I go on. So uh, we have studio lighting that I'm going to bring with. I use the studio lighting for the product pictures that we take and it's basically just two kind of umbrella diffuser lights or I don't I don't know diffuser is the right word but two umbrella lights to kind of light things from two sides and so I gotta pretty much scout things out when I get uh, to the hotel where this will be taking place because uh, they have a conference room area and so I'll have to scout out a spot where I can set up a consistent spot to kind of shift those people in and out and get pictures quickly in between all of the meeting stuff. So uh, I'm not too worried about it. I was at first when they first kind of mentioned that they wanted to do this, they were going to bring in a, you know, uh, a, they were going to pay somebody, a professional photographer to come in and do these things. But I said I would take a look and see if it was possible for me to maybe get this done for them. And I think I'm pretty confident that I that I will be able to. So uh, I hear fingers crossed that there's no there's no hiccups in all of this. So uh, like I said, not too worried. The camera uh, makes it pretty easy to get this kind of thing done. And yeah, we're capturing raw photos as well. will help things in the end with uh, editing and, and readjusting of the photos. So yeah, just wanted to mention that because it's kind of a big, big thing coming up for me this weekend. All right, so let's wrap things up here. I appreciate everybody tuning in to episode 69. <laughs> uh, just uh, thank you again, and thanks for everybody who gave feedback last time. If you want to give feedback this time, you can go to pixelswim.com, find all the show notes and uh, comment section and social links to Twitter and MeWe. Again, you have to have a MeWe account to give any sort of feedback on the episode post. But yeah, thanks everybody for tuning in to this quote-unquote quick dip into the Pixel Swim world, into my world. 
<laughs> but uh, either way, thanks again for tuning in. Tune in next week for episode 70. And I'll talk to you, everybody, then. So have a great afternoon or Wednesday night or, well, Thursday night will be when this comes out. So have a good Thursday night or Friday night or Saturday night or Sunday night or whatever night it is when you're listening to this. So thanks again and Godspeed. <laughs>